Virginia at mm. James Madison University. Ironic. I'm not even plugged in. <laughs> it's not the first time that this has happened. Not on my watch. Welcome back, Maddie. Uh, we've, we've got some major Zencaster issues. Um, we could call it the producer challenges. That, that might be nope. it. No, again, we're not going there. We don't need to. We shouldn't, and we won't. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so wanted to uh, introduce a man that needs no introduction because he's been on the show before. Um, this is his second time out. The first episode was listened to and and enjoyed by 12 people, and it was an audience of 12 people. Um, so he hit every mark. It was 100%. Uh, you know, everyone listened to, to the entire episode. It was fantastic. So Staggering it, efficiency. Incredible. Well, so Greg Koch, welcome back. Hey, hey Koch. What's going Coming on? Coming to us live from uh, the Dukes of James Madison the University. Dukes. Harrisonburg, Virginia. You know it. Yeah, no shout yes, out. Yes, glad to be here. Um, what's going on? What are we What are we talking so, today? I think we should start off, you know, we, we had some good conversation a little bit about fall in New England and what a beautiful weekend it was. Um, mm-hmm. the, the leaves painted with gold. <laughs> um, however, that was probably the only saving grace of the weekend <laughs> for for me in terms of fantasy uh you know anything football related i i took some heat on um on my my locks of the week in terms of uh six point teases um that were just atrocious but they felt you were really chasing good. the dragon you were chasing the dragon so hard and there's just was, nothing you can do i mean luckily i didn't have to sell anything um yep I, you know, yep. I, I I understand my limits, so I kept it at you know forty dollars. Proper a proper amount of units for you for know the, they have the, the situation. The London games, the nine thirty games, have those advertisements to only bet what you can afford to lose. And yeah, like, of course. I was like, I've been saying this for three years. <laughs> I only <laughs> bet forty bucks. <laughs> You get into that spot where when you do hit for $40 on like a three team parlay for like $400 or something, you say to yourself, your first thought is like sweet 400 bucks. And then the next thought is, but what if I did a little more? Yeah. What if I did, what if I did 80 and then you start doing the math and then, <laughs> and you've got a gambling addiction and you're a degenerate. <laughs> exactly. So something, something I don't need for my marriage or family or, um, <laughs> or the podcast really. Or the podcast. I don't think it would be good for anyone. So, Greg, sorry we digressed. So, Fine. how was your, uh, how was your um, Monday? Let's call it Monday. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, indigenous People Day, right? Celebrating all the indigenous folks in America. But no, I was lucky enough to go play uh, play 18 at Sunday River uh, Golf Course um, on its last day of the season. So, as I was saying, you know, it was really, I would say this time of year is the prime time golf season, right? It's, it's beautiful. It's cool. The people tend to move quicker cause it's colder out. Right. So they're not, you know, dicking around flirting with the car girls. Cause there is no car girl cause it's cold. But anyway, um, yeah. So played yesterday at the Sunday river. It was, uh, it was a four and a half hour round, which is fantastic. And real nice. Chris, I'll tell you what, if you, if you've never been to, Sunday River, Sugarloaf, the mountain courses up here in New England, then it's, you know, for all the listeners outside of New England, Rick, mainly, um, 
you know, come to come to the Northeast and and play an October round of golf, and you know, it's it's something you'll remember. That that's what I'll say. So you know, kudos to Sunday River, fantastic course, fantastic clubhouse, restaurant, you know, awesome spot, worth. I would say worth around a year is where I'll where I'll put it up there. So whether it's spring, summer, fall, you'll have a good you'll have a good day. But um, yeah, the colors, man, and the views up there just they can't they can't be matched. Is this something you do? And I don't know the answer to this. I just realized is this something that you try to make a ritual out of, and you'll do it. You know, end of the season, every season for golf, you try to get to one of these courses. Yeah, I've done it. Uh, I've done Sunday River two years in a row. Um, I've done, I did Belgrade Lakes a little bit earlier, which is the number one public course in Maine. Um, but yeah, I like, I like a fall round, you know, even if it's at my local course, even if it's at Brunswick, you know, it's, there's something about it as, as we were saying, you know, yes, you'll lose a golf ball in the leaves and that sucks, but yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. The, the vibes are worth it. The vibes are very you're much playing worth with it. your friends and they say, you know what? Here's drop one, drop it, drop yeah. it. Doesn't matter. I'm not as concerned about the score. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the, uh, the number of balls that I might potentially lose. So, uh, um, yeah, so that's my, that's my, that's my pitch for uh new England fall golf is, is I'm with it. it. It's worth, it's worth it. I love fall. I love fall anyway. And I love to golf. And so if I can marry those two, and I was saying earlier to you guys, because of the way the weather sets up down here a little bit South, um, on the Cape last year, I played on new year's Eve and I try to sneak down there. They leave some of those courses open and you're right. Like, you know, you try to do what you can in the simulator. I think we're all in some level of um, either simulator usage or I think caught you in an indoor league in the yep, winter yep. just to keep the swing tight because you don't want to show up to the trip with the boys and hang a quick buck 25 on day one. It just doesn't feel good. You want to put a little bit of a better number out there. So you got to stay, stay lubed loose. up. You got to yep. stay loose. Gibby knows. Yeah, well, I'm heeding the advice. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I know. <laughs> you now so, know. You now. When know. you ask, like, is this a ritual? Greg's got a 40th birthday coming up. Uh-huh. Um, uh, is this like? So, what midlife crisis are you choosing? That's a good question. Um, yeah. I've had a few conversations with my lovely wife, so I, I, I pitched ideas of letting me make a ridiculous purchase. Yeah, I like it. Um, down the lines of like some sort of sports car. Yeah. Right. Like yep. a Mazda Miata. I could see that <laughs> no, for you. No. <laughs> We've offended the Miata fans. Yeah. <laughs> We're losing listeners fans. rapidly. All the Miata fans. No, it's, you know, what's funny, Mike, you, you, you say that and I've kind of like, I haven't really gone down that path yet and I don't know if I should, but I'm kind of looking at it as an excuse to go down that path. It's going to find fine. you. Because I don't think 40 is what it used to be. I'll throw it out there. No. Maybe it's because I am 40 or going to be 40 in a week and a half. It's the but new 20. I don't, I mean, maybe this is what it's all about. I don't feel 40. I'm excited mm-hmm. to be 40, but still be golfing and drinking and hanging and having, you know, whatever we call it with, uh, you know, the, the lady. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, I still feel like a spry young buck. <laughs> yeah. That way. Ooh. You tried for the segue, but we're. Yeah, <laughs> nice segue. Good teaser. Good teaser. No. Um, so Put a I, I, I pitched the idea of buying a boat. I pitched the idea of buying a, a new car, um, but what about a golf simulator? Maybe you just I was thinking, I, yeah, 
maybe you get get one in the. I mean, Gibby, the fact that you don't have one in the barn yet is I'm a, I'm I don't I don't know the I'm, word to use, but it's I upsetting. You bought one last year, like a like a not a knockoff, but like a like a video game version. A video game that um, my one year old dog at the time like chewed up within a week and a half. Um, bad so, ROI, bad ROI. Yeah, it was a Christmas present that uh, lasted. My birthday's in late January. It didn't last till my birthday. So, oh, <laughs> man, we can't have nice things. No, I can't. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see. It it could happen. Um, one of my attempts at a midlife crisis is this podcast, but <laughs> I felt like this is a you know it's a low investment monetarily. So yeah, uh, and, and it's. Working. It's not hurting anyone, and I'm having a great time talking to friends and um, that we know of. Maddie P doing our our Tuesday or Monday fireside chats and talking about some fantasy sports and okay. and uh, you know different different uh, different sports actually starting soon that I'm excited about um, you know later in the week. So um, wanted to get into one of your hobbies mm. and 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 you know I don't know if a lot of our our listeners like there might be some hunters out there, um, some sportsmen, you know, I think most of us fish, um, to varying levels of actually fishing. Like mine is going to the lake. Yeah. Um, So, um, yes. With that being said, tell us a little bit about like, when does hunting season start? What's involved and, um, go from there. Yeah, no. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this with I am this is I am far from an expert, right? I am by no means a a uh, Joe Rogan elk hunter or a Steve Ranella. If you're familiar with those guys, this is just a you know. You're our Joe Rogan though, so that's all that matters to this universe. That main boy that grew up in the mountains, but no, um, yeah. So th- thanks for bringing that up. So fall, of course, brings up the hunting season, deer hunting season, moose hunting season as well. But I, I don't moose hunt. Um, that takes a lot more time and effort. But yeah, um, yeah, deer hunting season in Maine starts on October 29th uh, for Maine residents only for rifle hunting, and then on Monday, the, the Halloween this year, it's open to out of staters as well. Um, currently it's open for archery, but yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of excitement behind it. Um, opening day is a big day for us Mainers. You, you know, you prepare all, you know, August, September, early October, you clean your gun, you get your gear out, you, you know, you go to your spots in the woods where you've been over the past few years, hopefully see some tracks, some droppings, some rubs. Um, and that's going to give, give you an idea of what's, uh, hopefully coming your way. So that's kind of the, where I'm at, um, need to get out in the woods a little bit more and check the tree stand and kind of do all the, the safety stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a, it's an exciting time of year and, you know, hopefully it's, uh, rewarding in a couple of weeks. We'll see. I did a little digging. Um, cause you think about it, right? Like you talk, we talk about it and I know you talk about it a decent amount, like hunting, but I thought to myself, I don't really know what that constitutes. I don't really mm-hmm. know what it entails. And from what I gathered, it's depend. So like you mentioned a minute ago, depending on what you're hunting and mm-hmm. the, and the terrain that those particular animals live in, you know, low country fowl type, or are you getting up into mm-hmm. the mountains and you're looking for elk? It's basically hardcore camping with incredible amounts of patience to wait for this event. And depending on what you're hunting and how far in you've gone, 
you could be in a situation where you're carrying like a 75 pound elk cut up into four quarters, mm. 18 miles out of the woods. So very serious. To you, that, but yes, yeah. what, where are you on that spectrum or where have you ever been on that spectrum? Like, what do you, what's hunting look like to you? Cause I'm, this is literally the first time really learning about it and I'm kind of excited. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I would say that that is something I probably will never do unless I'm paying to go big game hunting in Montana or something, right. Or, or Oregon. So my life consists of hunting either the land I grew up on or my actual, my, my brother-in-law's my brother-in-law's grandfather's land, if that makes sense. Anyway, um, two spots I've known and hunted for years. So a hunt for me and most Mainers and friends, you're up at the crack of dawn, literally an hour before sunrise, and you are walking out to your spot. And that spot could be a seat on the ground. It could be a tree stand that you've put up year after year, or it could be a blind, you know, that you've set up. And you wait for sunrise because technically you, you're not allowed to shoot a deer until sunrise and there's specific times, right? You know, 5.58 a.m., whatever it is that day, you can't pull the trigger until that. So my, on that spectrum, Matt, I have never hiked miles to harvest the deer. I'm going to a spot I know that hopefully the deer are coming through and it's no more than a mile at most from my truck, right? Because that's going to be where I'm pulling the deer back to. So yeah, you know, you do have to drag the deer out, you know, could weigh 100 pounds, could weigh 200 pounds. But um, yeah, it's it. that's mainly what us main hunters do. Moose hunting, on the other hand, completely like you just said, you're yeah. driving to the middle of nowhere, you're setting up camp for a week, and you're hoping to call in a moose. And then to your point, it's 800 pounds of figuring out how to get this animal back to society and butchered. So never done that. Don't really want to. It's a lot of work. Um, it's like a anyway. deep sea fishing of hunting. It, yeah. It, you're committed to it. It's, it's, yeah. I have a buddy that's actually on a, on a seven day moose hunt right now in the middle of literal nowhere, Maine up Northeastern, uh, Northwestern Maine. So, but uh, yeah, so that's a different beast that I, I'm sure it's fun, but a lot of work. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't diminish it at all. It's just, you, no, why would you waste no, that no. time? If you're not going to get extra enjoyment out of that and you love the the version of hunting that you've got, that's kind of the best part. It sounds like is you can kind of get whatever you want out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And how long, like, how long are you in a specific spot? Like in that tree stand for the day? Is that like Good a question. sunrise until sunset and you bring your snacks and everything? Or is it, you know, I'm sure some people do that or is it, Hey, I'm going to go out for two hours and, yeah, that's a good question. Personally, I probably sit for three hours, two to, two to four hours in a, in a stand that I that I go in, and then I like to get down and and walk. So I will walk to where I think the the game trails are or where I know they are, and maybe post up you know twenty yards off a trail and sit for another thirty or forty. So I. I don't, I can't sit in a stand for more than two or three hours. A, it's cold (laughs) and B, it's not comfortable. Um, So I like to kind of do that method where I'll, I'll sit for a while where I think there should be deer. And if no one show up, I'll, I'll drop down and maybe, you know, assuming I'm out there at 6am, I'll drop down at nine, nine 30. And then I'll walk kind of the land on, you know, certain paths that I think exist. 
But right, let's be honest, when you're walking, the deer hear you before you see them. So it's not yeah. like you're going to sneak up on a deer. Everything has to align perfectly for you to actually see a deer when you're kind of stalking it. I'll put it that way. But um, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of what I like to do. I kind of like to split it up. I'm like curious. Yeah, I do too. I'm curious about like the camaraderie with if you're hunting mm. with other people, like, you know, a friend, a family member, et cetera. And like, it doesn't seem like you can really talk um, mm. to anyone. Yeah. Um, so, you know, are you going out with people and just talking about what you saw or like saying, hey, I'm going over here? And you're exactly right. You're exactly right, Mike. So, Typically, if I go hunting with my brother-in-law, we kind of discuss in the truck, right? Where I'm going to this stand, and I'm and I'll go down to this stand, and then we'll wait thirty, uh, you know, three hours, and then I'll work this way, and you work that way. Technically, I don't think we have any law enforcement listening. You're not supposed to plan hunts with each other because that's called driving deer, right? You're not supposed to push deer towards each other, a for safety because they could miss a yeah. deer and shoot you, but it's illegal. Um, if you hunt Makes with sense. more than three people, then it's actually illegal because that's, you're pushing deer, which they call it, which is you're driving deer towards someone to shoot them. But to your point, yes, if you have two or three tree stands, I'm going to this one, you go to that one, wait three hours. And then you kind of work. I know we don't have visuals, but you work like a, you know, you work opposites. So you kind of follow yeah. each other around. So, um, that's not illegal, but you're not supposed to be on walkie talkies, like, saying yeah. okay I, like this is yeah, all fair yeah, yeah 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 no it's a good question i think this yep. is all like that's one of the other things i i'm genuinely fascinated with is like it's a self-governing art hobby whatever mm. you'd like to call it where everybody kind of respects the rules and the tradition and goes about things the right way that what is it the four c's i think i saw something about where you know everybody kind of follows the same set of rules so that's cool because i was curious about the camaraderie part as well Yep. Because an individual like myself who has the attention span of a small chipmunk, <laughs> you know, that's that two to four hours sounds so long, but if you're going to get out and walk around a little bit, just to kind of like take in the nature, yep. that's, I like yep. that a lot. I could do that for a long time. So this is, that's cool. Yeah. It's nice. And I will say, I mean, there's something about for what it's worth sitting in a tree stand when it's 35 degrees out in the pitch black and then like the sun comes up. Yep. Kind of the for this is me getting all like not like you know everyone, but like this forest wakes up. You know, you hear that, you hear people say that. <laughs> literally, like the sun hits the trees, and then the chipmunks make sounds, and then the sun hits the top of the trees, and then the birds wake up and it and they don't know you're there. It's wild. It's it's really cool. Um, you know, and then you pull the trigger and Well, it's all part of life. Stops. <laughs> but how anyway. high off the ground are you in the blind? Um probably 12 to 15 feet so it's it's okay. it's up there if you fall it's gonna it's gonna hurt potentially what's, kill you. what's sort of the layout of the blind take me take me on a like a mtv cribs inside the blind real quick <laughs> so the tree stand is literally what i hunt in is a ladder that at the top of it literally has a seat it's that's it. It's it's strapped to the tree like four or five times. So it's it's very secure. But you hike up this ladder and you turn around, you sit in this seat and you have this like not a harness, but kind of like a guard around you. So that like if you lean forward, you wouldn't fall out. Um, and that's all it is. Literally. Ladder with a uh, seat on top. 
a blind. And you're sleeping in that? You're sleeping in the, no, in the chair? No, 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 no. That's just the two to three hours in the morning. Oh, that would I be go. badass if you just like fell asleep in the chair and then woke up ready to hunt. <laughs> that would be, it's so uncomfortable up there. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so sketchy too. But um, But no, the blinds, I mean, I've been in some blinds that are like, I don't know, like mini, they're not condos obviously, but you know, people have like multiple benches, a cot, a little gas stove, but that's way more invested. So usually the blinds I'm in on the ground are just like little tent camouflage tents people buy with like a window cut out of them. So you can put your gun out and shoot if you need to, but I mainly hunt in three stands. Okay. That's awesome. That's actually very helpful. It's a nice visual for me. I appreciate that. It's fun. I saw I saw two deer at my mom's house on Sunday afternoon walking like 20 yards from her front door. And I was like, you guys make eye contact. <laughs> Literally, they looked, in the, they looked right in the door and I was standing right there staring at them. And I he was said, like, shit, it's that I was like, guy. Give me two weeks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the camera pan in, in this in this in this scenario that I just painted, the camera pans over to you and you're like clean you're cleaning the gun. You're mid Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll get a let's get a crew up there, Gibby. Do we have a crew? We have a camera crew? <laughs> we can get a crew. We can right. get a crew. I mean, once this the, we start to, you know, really outfit this whole uh multimedia enterprise. <laughs> we can get let's some videos going. Um oh, man. so two two more questions for me, Greg. Um oh, boy. one, no, one's like a real, you know, legitimate one about hunting. Um and there's a limit right on like you've got your hunter's license um or your hunting license every year you have to apply and i think like i remember kids at school getting like going into lottery or whatever and i don't know if that's for deer or what the scenario is but once you get that um then is it like one per season or is it yeah so once you get a hunter's license you a pass a test. To kill. You can shoot a buck, okay. a male deer, right? You don't need to apply for it. You get a license. You can shoot a buck, one buck a year. Yeah. What you're, what you just yeah. mentioned is a lottery to shoot a doe, a female, right? Uh, so every year I apply for a a permit to shoot. They don't call it a doe, but they call it an antlerless deer permit, which basically gives you the right to shoot any deer you see. You don't have to justify that it was a male deer with little horns or you weren't sure. If you got a any deer permit or an antlerless deer permit, you could shoot any deer you see. But to your point, you're allowed one deer per year okay. unless you pay for the opportunity to shoot more. It's a kind of a weird it's kind of a weird law, but they do allow you to purchase uh, basically like bonus tags, they call them. So you could shoot your deer and then you could buy, pay, I think it's like 25 bucks to get another tag to shoot another deer. I don't know what the max is, but yeah. So, but traditionally, if you're a hunter, you got your hunter's license, your license is good for life. You can go shoot a buck when it's hunting season. Buck has to have horns, has to have testicles, has to be you know proven that it's a, a male. But if you get an, any deer permit, you can shoot anything you want, no questions asked. But that is the lottery. You're right. So you apply for the lottery. Yeah. And is is the thought there 
is it as simple as you got to protect the the female deer a little correct. bit more so that you don't hurt the population? Okay, yeah, correct. Well, that's yeah, exactly. They're so overpopulated, especially in Maine. Correct, like that's that, yeah, that's another thing. I, not to get into the whole they need you, Greg, environmental side of it, but there's a lot of deer up here, so there's they're talking about like changing the laws big time to let you be able to shoot two deer a year, just whatever anytime you want. They're not anytime, but allow you to shoot two deer a year. So. Anyway, but yeah, it's to allow them to reproduce, you know, yeah, keep it, keep it simple. It makes sense. That's pretty cool. So yeah. That was a good question, Michael. Thank it you. It was. Um, I did a little research on this topic. Nice. <laughs> I've been around enough people that have hunted. I've, I've never gone out. I've never ventured out, um, nor uh, held an actual gun. I don't believe, but um, yeah, so. it's, we're not those guys. So I wish I was. But with all that being said, we talked about camaraderie a little bit. Mm. let's say you're on a drive. Maybe it's a <laughs> hour and a half long drive. Find a good spot in the woods to go out. Maybe it's on the way home because you're up so early um, to make the drive, but on the way home and you need a snack. <laughs> um, you stop at the gas station. You didn't get anything. Maybe you did get, maybe you did get a deer, but what, what's your snack of choice when you head in? That's a good to, question. To the station on the way home. The jerky obviously, he made with the deer he shot. Obviously, yeah, I went. Yeah, exactly. That's where. That's where. That's the dream. But um, I've listened to your podcast, guys. I get. I know. I knew this was coming, and I've thought about it. And Pocock last week had some good pointers of like, you know, how far is the drive? Am I hungry? And I think Matt, you laid it out there, like, the world is your oyster, but it's a gas station snack. It's not like I can get a meatloaf. Right. No, like, no, needs to be that. So I, yep. I, I have, I have two that I will, yeah, I'll, I'll put out there as, yep. you know, my, my, my big two. Um, and the flavor choice is completely optional, but I am a huge combos guy. I knew that. I knew that was coming. Huge. I knew that about you. Yep. I actually had some today on my two hour drive, Mike, not going to lie. <laughs> I, should have that. I think Thanks. Pocock was I in the combos. same boat, was he not? Uh, he was Pringles and beef jerky. That's right. Sorry, Pringles. Yep. Um, yep. So combos, yes. Um, my number two, if there's a close second, and I can't remember who makes them, but it's like the, it's like the bag of, uh, like Doritos, Sun Chips, pretzels, cheese crunchies, minis, like the party mix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they're called like munchies or brotches or something. No, it's like it's like made by Doritos, but yeah, it's basically like the party mix, but like everything's smaller. You can't go wrong with that. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm with Pocock too. I'm a beef jerky guy. Yeah, munchies, you nailed it. I had munchies. some yesterday, Mike. I had some yesterday. <laughs> I was well, late for golf and I needed lunch, and I said, "Screw it, I'm just going to eat a bag of beef jerky," and it filled me up. But um, yeah. no, no combos. Combos is my go-to. That's my final answer. So I like that. Fun fact, not that fun. I've developed a <laughs> red meat. I've, I've developed a red meat allergy, and this is on topic. You told me that. Here. That's right. Yes, that's right. From like tick bites. Yep, it's a thing. And yeah. uh, and so you know they're they're brought on by the deer population. So you're doing you're doing me a well, service. Or people, you know, that come after me that that could have been affected. Is Tarbell well. involved here at all with with trying to get you off a of red meat? Maybe he this, oh, this no, could no, be. No. It's not by choice. 
Like I, I know, I know. I don't want to tinfoil hat this, but I'm just saying, like, was maybe Tarbell, Tarbell involved into the tick in your bed, right? <laughs> when you right? stayed there, oh man, it <laughs> happened before that. But okay, oh, true. <laughs> there, but he, he doesn't listen to this anyway, so no, yeah. no, he'll never make it this far, even if he does. So yeah, we're, we're clear. Uh, you know what? Actually, on this note, because Koch, those things were called munchies. You're right. I, you munchies, it. yes. So good. I was at Trader Joe's over the mm. weekend, and I was—I like to go in there for my snacks. I'm a big yeah. snacker. I don't know if you guys have seen Nick Kroll's most recent stand-up on Netflix. He no. he has this whole bit about how he just snacks all the time. He has to be snack. He's like thinking like about it. snacks. He's looking for snacks. And anyway, in my quest, I found Trader Joe's has their own Chex Mix. Oh, they have the honey roasted peanuts in. And they right. have like a a, spi- a semi spicy Cajun on the uh, checks pieces, Oof. with all the rest of everything else you'd expect. And I said to myself, "Those look good. Get two. And I got one, and I just ripped, tore right through it. And so, <laughs> hard endorsement for anybody who finds themselves at Trader Joe's. Give the uh, give the give the um, the mix a try. It was it was it was pleasant. Trader Joe's doesn't fail. Never." It's not like the greatest place in the world, but you yeah. can get some great snacks and great like frozen dinners. Yep. I'll throw it yes. Out there. Yes. Orange and they rotate chicken. stuff so regularly. Like you never so get like it's always something new every like quarter. I love it. It's it's a bonanza. Yep. Big fan. I, I'm okay have. with Trader Joe's. I don't have an opinion. I we there's not one within like yeah. proximity. Um Nina will stop in occasionally if she goes down to Portsmouth, but um Aaron's. She loves Aaron's like I do. She, she does love Aaron's. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, before we wrap it up, Greg, um any any excitement, any thoughts? I know you're not like as hardcore as is some of our other guests that we've had on the show, like regarding following the the entire NFL or watching every single game from 9.30 a.m. until 11.30 p.m. on a Sunday. Idiots. I um, hate myself for but it. But any thoughts so far on the season, anything you're looking forward to? No, I, yeah. I mean, yes and no. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I'm I'm far from an expert. I'm, I'm a Patriots fan. That's pretty much all I watch other than kind of highlights and follow my team. But I don't know if it's been touched on before, but I'm on the Bailey Zappi train. I am. Yep. He looks good. The defense looked phenomenal this past weekend. The Lions aren't Lions aren't a good team, but they put up points and they put up a goose egg. So I'm just throwing it out there. I I I do hope Zappy stays. I kind of want to see it. Who knows? Um, traveling today and golfing yesterday. Haven't really had much time to browse the the social interweb, but. That's kind of my take. I love it. I like where we're going. Um, I think we're, you know, Patriots are a, a great team um, that can 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 turn some heads. So, yeah, other than that, to your point, Mike, I'm not following every team in the league. My fantasy team, um, I'm one, two weeks back to back. Look at that. So yeah. we started wow. out 0-3, and I thought it was going to be, you know, wearing a dress to golf or whatever the penalty is going to be. But one back-to-back week. So I'm feeling good. And uh, yeah, that that's my take. Not really out of, you know, nothing special, but that's where I'm at. I like, if I if I may tether a few threads to sort of tie a nice little bow on the podcast here, two things of note. One, we'll be, a lot of, uh, a lot of the fellows will be at the game next week for our like little mini, mini annual. But 
In addition to that, Rick will be here, and I believe him and Jesse are playing the golf next week. So he's going to get fall golf. He's going to get Bailey Zappi next week. So like basically a week from today or tomorrow. Yeah. So we're going to get we're going to check a lot of Koch boxes. Ooh. Ooh. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Excuse me. Excu- excuse are, me. Are we sailing down? Um, <laughs> well, Alex is swimming. He actually already started. That's why we lost him last week. He's swimming down. Yeah. Always. If, if And I've said this to Ian numerous times. If you're going to give me an opportunity to get on a boat, I'm getting on a boat. <laughs> well, we'll have to figure out your 40th birthday is coming up. You can get your own boat. Sail that down. Then we'll have two boats. <laughs> I'm in, Gotch. I love that. We did that. We did it in the harbor in Boston once. They had the same like sailing clubs there. And you just, they're, they're like nice sailboats. You just get out there and cruise around. Oh, even better. Even better. Pontoon style. I think some some of those events are worth making the time for. I would argue if we're going to continue to elevate this trip, not to take this into a different direction, but we should be sprinkling in some of those extracurriculars to really make these memorable trips. Gibby, Gibby's out there with the guitar. Unplugged, of course, but just serenading the seas. I mean, how how do we lose there? Can't. Oh, one team goes. Wow. Okay. Do we have a, a draft date? Do we have? Do we feel good about announcing a draft date? Love it. Yeah, that feels right. Yep. Love it. Excellent. Well done, Greg. Thank you for joining us on short notice too, on the road. Yep. Yep. Much appreciated. Maddie, as always, these are a pleasure. I love getting to sit down and chat with friends and, you know, about things that we don't talk about on a daily basis. So yeah, uh, it's a, it's a real treat. Thank you. It's awesome. Thanks. Later boys. Thank you.